What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Me, taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And good afternoon. I'm Anthony Weiner, and thank you for meeting me in the middle sometime every Saturday at 2 when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right, and we try to bring some context to the news of the week or maybe a subject that doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation enough. Someone call the authorities. What is that bright yellow ball in the sky? I haven't seen that in... A long time. I don't even know what it is. Nice to have some sunny weather. I was able to take the bike here today. A little chilly outside, but at least it's the sun is out. I mean, I am a big believer in this notion of seasonal light deprivation disorder or whatever it is. When the sun is not out, it just ruins your mood. Anyway, it's great to have you along. Ava on the board. Christian taking your calls. Kevin supervising things today. We'll be here until 4 o'clock. And usually at this point, I say... At 4 o'clock, someone will be coming in. And recently, we have been doing this thing where we're doing these true in honor of this being an election year. The left versus right format has changed somewhat as we've started to do more kind of real debates. We throw out issues and we actually go back and forth on them. And that was spurred by the owner of the station, John Katsimatidis, saying he wanted to come on and give me what for for some of the positions I've taken. And so we've done that, I think, four weeks, maybe five weeks. And um, I think we're doing it again this week. I say I think because I was told we don't know for sure if John's coming in or someone else is going to be doing it. Obviously, this is the program that I did with Curtis for a few years, and we're still calling it left versus right courtesy. But I don't know. I'll try to let you know as soon as I find out. Now, I am suspicious that it's that they're trying to make it harder for me to prepare because I think I've been doing better and better each week. And in honor of the death of Carl Weathers, who was Apollo Creed, who passed away, as James Lippin just reported to you, um, I am, I'm like Mr. T, I'm Drago, I am Carl Weathers, I'm the bad guy in this thing, so I think they're doing everything possible to keep me. They said they'd let me know soon, and that was a few hours ago, so let's see what goes. So that's what's going to happen at 4 o'clock. If you want to listen to us on the app, please do. The app downloads have been exploding. Everyone at the show is doing well, you heard. Sid Rosenberg reporting from Israel all week. That was great. So many new listeners tuned in. So it's great to have you along today. If you want to reach out to me, wienerwabc at gmail.com, and there'll be a chance to take calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So an interesting, fun week. You know, I, I um, you know, I've, uh, Jordan and I, you know, I'm a hockey guy, or my, hockey, my beer league hockey team got up back on the ice. But Jordan went to a Nick game with his mom this week. And because they had pretty good seats, I kept, I, I didn't listen to it, but I kept the game on in the background as I was working on Thursday night. And I got to tell you, it's hard not to love these Knicks. I mean, professional basketball, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but of all of the professional sports, basketball is the one that the game is just not as good and exciting during the regular season because they don't play much defense. So I'm watching this Nick team, which is now, they're the hottest team in the NBA. They are really hard not to root for. They hustle every every possession they're hustling. 
they have, you know, Jalen Brunson, they have a, they have a couple of big stars, but it's not that kind of team that it, everyone else kind of sits around and watches the stars do their thing like so many NBA teams are. I watched it and I was really excited. It was a really exciting game. Jordan is kind of hooked down a little bit on basketball now. Great, good for him. And since he's been going with his mom, that's their thing now. I don't know just how much Huma really knows about it or cares about it, but they've been able to bond over it and that's, and that's exciting. Um, also, the NHL has the, there and there all-star weekend. And as you know, I'm not supposed to talk a lot about hockey, but I will say this, that all of the all-star games have gone through a lot of it. Maybe baseball's a little bit different, but all the other all-star games have gone through a lot of changes because what the leagues have found out is, is that these guys don't want to play hard at an all-star game. They don't want to get hurt. It's an exhibition game. Even when they put money on the line, that doesn't really change things so much. But the NHL did something this year. They said they they turned to their best player, Connor McDavid, who is for the uninitiated, he is a you know a Michael Jordan like dominant figure in hockey right now, and I think by the time his career is done, it will be him and Gretzky said, spoken in the same sentences as the greatest hockey players of all time. And the thing about Connor McDavid that makes him great is he does everything well. So they turned to him, and they said, "Is the undisputed." best player on earth, help us redesign the things that we do on All-Star Weekend. And they came up with this new thing that they did yesterday, which was really good. It looked like it, and they and they put a million dollars on the barrel head for everyone. It was really fun to watch. Um, Matthew Barzell came in second, the Islanders, and Connor McDavid, who designed the, all this, he won it. So uh, tonight is the All-Star game. And they're not just doing a regular game. They do kind of a three-on-three tournament. So that'll be tonight. I don't expect many of my listeners to be listen, to be watching the NHL also game, but that that's going on as well. So this week in Washington, here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to do a little bit of the wrap-up of the news, and then I think we may linger a little bit on the last issue we're going to talk about, which is immigration, because we do finally have some like real news going on about that. But first, a couple of things going on. The continuing sentencing and trials of the January 6th insurrectionists Ralph Celentano III of New York was sentenced six and a half years in prison. And what did he do? He blindsided, tackled a Capitol Hill police officer and knocked him off a ledge on January 6th. And for all the people said, oh, this was a peaceful demonstration. The Kelly, Judge Kelly put it correctly. He called it a truly cowardly and respectable thing to do. So that's another person going to prison as he should. He had a trial. They're doing, they passed a bill in the House and, and the Senate as well to do some changes to the tax code. And what they did not fix was what all these Republicans in our area said and committed and pledged they would fix if they, we elected them. And that is New York, New Jersey, middle class voters lost their ability to deduct state and local taxes from their federal taxes. That was a policy been in place for quite some time. It had been defended by Democrats. Donald Trump, who doesn't care a whit about middle class voters, about middle class taxpayers, by the way, eliminated it in this big tax bill that he did. And all of these re- Republicans said, vote for us. We'll go to Washington and fix this if we take back the House. The Lawlers, the Lolotas, the Despositos, the Kane in New Jersey, the Molineros, all these guys. And sure enough. It came time to fix the tax code, and they struck out. So remember that. Um, and when and and Swazi, when he was in, you know, it, it, he he voted. He he said, "Do not let these Republicans be rewarded 
for taking away our state and local tax exemption. He's exactly right. So that happened. Let's not forget that when it comes time to vote, since that's something that impacts middle class voters. A whole bunch of campaign filings came out this week um, because it's the end of the year. And I read through them, some of the stories about the misreports, who got money from who, what they spent it on. I go through and I look for kind of funny little things. Here's something that I found that in the campaign filings for Donald Trump, do you remember when the United Auto Workers were on strike and uh, Joe Biden went out there and stood with the strikers? You probably remember this. Donald Trump also went, but he went and stood with a bunch of scabs. And it turns out the Trump campaign had to pay $20,000 to stage that fake rally <laughs> to like put on. Remember, he was like, oh, I, I, I met with workers also. Well, no, that was a staged event. And he spent $20,000 to do it, to get non-union people holding up union members for Trump signs, things like that. So, So there you go. And we also have some economic news. But before we get to the economic news, because the two things kind of go together, I hope, more polling came out this week. Swing state polling. Every one of the swing states going for Donald Trump by four or five or six points. National polling. Two polls came out that showed that um, Biden was ahead. And that um, and both all of the polls show that both Biden and Trump are unpopular. But. I'm going to give you a sense for how unpopular Joe Biden is. For January of presidential election years, here are some numbers. Eisenhower, 77% approval rating. Nixon in uh, uh, Nixon in 1972, 49% approval rating. He won, I think, 48 of 50 states that year. Obama was at 47%. Joe Biden is at 38 percent, the lowest ever recorded of a president during an election year. But before you get too cocky about that number, the second most popular, uh, no, sorry, the third most popular guy in January of an election year, Jimmy Carter. He had a 58 percent approval rating, lost badly. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.